Editorial. Forget Cleopatra. Where is my movie about Queen Zenobia and Queen Armani Ramus? By Rob Kane. While writing this on my laptop, I am listening to Siraj Nabal. The word is out. Gal Gadot has been hired to play Cleopatra VII in a new movie. To the scriptwriter's credit, the film will be written from the point of view of Cleopatra herself. Though I find this an interesting idea, I don't think it will have the same buzz that the 1963 production with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton was able to pull off. A long time ago, when I was just a child, I stood in a line for a premiere at the Staten Lake Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Even in the Midwest, a movie premiere was a very big deal. While standing in line, I clutched my parents' hands. I looked around at the crowds of people, the reporters, the TV cameras, and the giant searchlights that sent beams of light into the sky. It was a kind of, this is special, this is a special moment. Inside, Mother held my hand as she led me to a chair inside a theater that was reminiscent of years gone by. And you have to remember that going to the theater was a very big deal. The interior design was very reminiscent of an opera house. Theater houses tended to be built like palaces in those days, not like the lobby of a blockbuster video. I sat in my chair, listening to the overture. Imagine a movie with an overture. It was swept away to another time and place with a musical crescendo. Wow. I was suddenly a couple of thousand years in the past. Now today we live in a world of streaming services, cable, DVD, and entertainment on your cell phone. Entertainment is compartmentalized. There are a lot more outlets now than there used to be. But why Cleopatra? I mean, why now? You know why. It's a cash cow for the entertainment industry. The same story has been told and retold from generation to generation. It has everything you need. Star-crossed lovers, a sexy, powerful woman, and an attractive, powerful man. The only thing is, was Cleopatra that sexy, and was Antony that powerful? Well, it's nothing that time itself cannot fix. And the efforts of poets, painters, and dramatists. Cleopatra's story has been told by mouth, 
by paintings and poems, in song, in opera, in books, in silent black and white films, in color film, TV productions, and high definition digital cinematography. I will make a bet with the first person that emails me. I'll leave the money with a relative that within 25 years, Cleopatra will be remade into the first holographic three-dimensional metaverse drama only available on Facebook. You think I'm kidding. Now, if you really want me to blow your mind, I'm about to quote President Truman. It's a quote he made about the U.S. Marines. Quote, They have a propaganda machine almost equal to Stalin's. End quote. Well, so does Cleopatra. We now live in a society where the entertainment dollar is spread out. MGM and Metro Golden Mayor are not the sole owners of the entertainment dollar. Here's a story idea for Hulu and Amazon Prime. Other movies can be made. It doesn't always have to be about Cleopatra. Come on. There are other queens of antiquity that deserve movies of their own. I am waiting. Where is my movie about Queen Zenobia? I want Halle Berry to play her. If you haven't heard about Queen Zenobia, she was a third century queen of the Pauline Empire in Syria. By mid-271, her realm extended from Ankara, central Anatolia, to Upper Egypt. Though, she remained nominally subordinate to Rome in reaction to a campaign by Emperor Aurelian. She declared her independence from the Roman state. Of course, after heavy fighting, the Romans were victorious. Queen Zenobia was besieged in her capital and captured by Aurelian, who exiled her to Rome, where she spent the remainder of her life. And if there ever was a story, this is it. If there was a rock musical dedicated to her in the Middle East, why can't we in the West have a movie? Have a movie about Queen Zenobia. It sounds like Western bias to me. And what about Queen Amarinus, the ruler of the Kush, the person that was described as the one-eyed queen by the historian Strabo. This is the part that I never hear about. And why is that? Augustus conquers Egypt and turns his eyes on the Kush. Amarinus takes an army of 30,000 and takes on the Roman forces. However, Rome fights back and offers Amarinus a peace treaty. Now think about it. Really think. Think about it. Rome offering a peace treaty to a tribal leader in the Kush. Is that not a story? In archaeology news, a decapitated head from the statue of Augustus, by the way, 
was found under the walkway of a Kush temple. Augustus was permanently underfoot, stepped upon by all those who came to worship. What does that tell you? Now there's a story. Can we table Cleopatra for a while? History is vast, colorful, and always surprising. To me, it seems like a lack of imagination to always go to the same well when you want to talk about a powerful queen. History offers so much more. For the part of Queen Amarinus, I offer up the one and only Angela Bassett. There's an Academy Award in there for a woman of such acting chops. Forget Queen Romanda, and let's see her as the one-eyed warrior queen. Ah!